The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Start! You can call me Bruce. Nolan is standing by. Hey, wacky Bruce. Coming to you from an undisclosed location, this is the Bruce Exclusive. And here's your host, Bruce Nolan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome. To another edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. Welcome back. You know, I don't know how long this episode's going to go, but I do know that however long it does go will be too long. Why might you ask? Well, The studio that I historically record episodes of the Bruce Exclusive in has no current air conditioning. That's right. I am melting in my studio right now. We are doing our best to alleviate the problem here soon. But in the meantime, I am sweating in the most profuse manner because it's a little warm in here. Not going to lie. But we've got important information to get through. One of my favorite episodes every single year of the Bruce Exclusive. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Tears for Fears. Or Tears No Fears. If you are a team who has a good quarterback. That's right. The 2022 version of the annual Bruce Exclusive quarterback tiering system is upon us. And with it is now new labels. That's right. QB tiers now with new and improved labels. I have changed the labels for the tiering system. And we are going to go through that first. The tiers are as follows. Average remainder of roster to become a Super Bowl contender. Above average remainder of roster to become Super Bowl contender. Elite remainder of roster to become Super Bowl contender. An historic remainder of roster to become Super Bowl contender, along with the unknown category based on sample size. 
Now, if you remember correctly, the entire tiering system that I had designed previously was based on remainder of team. How strong does the remainder of team need to be? And previously I said, need this quality of roster in order to win the Super Bowl or get the playoffs. But I decided to combine the tiering system with something that we have previously defined on this show before, and that is Super Bowl contender. Now, for those of the uninitiated, Super Bowl contender by my definition is a team that can win the Super Bowl without the narrative being, oh my gosh, no one ever saw that coming. Because that's the low-hanging fruit when it comes to narratives. Nobody ever saw it coming. The underdog. Everyone counted us out. That's the narrative. And teams, mind you, steer into that narrative. But how good of a roster would you have to have around this player in order to have that team win the Super Bowl and have the narrative not be, oh my gosh, what happened? Because we've established that football is a game of probabilities, not possibilities. Anything can happen. Can you win the Super Bowl with a below average quarterback? Yes, you can. Is it likely? No. But how good would the rest of the roster have to be? And I'm going to expand this. When I say roster, I literally mean the organization as a whole, not just 52. The coaching is included. So it's when I say roster, I mean everybody in the game day program. How good would everybody else have to be in order for that team to win the Super Bowl? And the narrative isn't, wow, nobody ever thought they could ever do it. That's what I mean. So let's play out an example. I'm going to give you an example. Marcus Mariota is in the bottom tier. And the bottom tier is historic remainder of roster to be a Super Bowl contender. What that means is if the Falcons won the Super Bowl with Marcus Mariota this year, the only way that they could avoid the, oh my gosh, literally no one saw this coming ever, is if they had an absolutely historic remainder of the roster. Their roster was unbelievably good. It was good enough that people tell stories about it. It was the 85 Bears. It was the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. It was a roster that was so good that the only question was, is the quarterback going to hold him back? That's the level of caliber of remainder of roster that you would need to have in order for the Falcons to win the Super Bowl this year and have the narrative not be, oh my gosh, no one ever saw this coming in a million years. If the Falcons won the Super Bowl this year, one of the narratives would be, is this the worst team ever to win a Super Bowl? Because they're not a Super Bowl contender. The Super Bowl contender status is what staves off that narrative. So the quality of the quarterback is inversely proportional to the quality of the remainder of the roster when it comes to necessity in order to stave off that moniker, to stave off the, nobody saw it. Nobody saw it coming. Absolutely not. Nobody thought this was possible. And if you can win a Super Bowl and that's not the narrative, then you're a Super Bowl contender. That's my definition. So how good of a roster do you need around the quarterback to keep your Super Bowl contender status. Let's start with the top tier of NFL quarterbacks. 
This is the average remainder of roster makes you a Super Bowl contender. As long as the roster doesn't have huge glaring holes all over the place, if this quarterback is your quarterback and you won the Super Bowl that year, the narrative wouldn't be, oh my gosh, how'd they pull it off? Nobody saw it coming. Because the quarterback by themselves is enough to as long as the roster isn't pulling them down actively, they're enough to qualify as a Super Bowl contender. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Six quarterbacks in this tier. A tier that is good enough where you go, yeah, okay, they're a Super Bowl contender. If the Cincinnati Bengals would have won the Super Bowl last year, the narrative would not have been, man, I, I, I don't even know if they really deserve to be here. I don't, really, I don't even have any idea how they pulled off because that's how good Burrow and Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon were. There was a big question about their offensive line and how that might have been letting Joe Burrow down. But that wouldn't have been the question. The Bengals have a, a good good roster. They have some really, really good weapons. But it's not an elite-tier roster. It's not the best roster in football, in my opinion. I don't even think it's the top six roster in football. But Burrow's a top six quarterback. So, if they win the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow and a reasonable roster, then that's going to be the narrative. Yep, they deserve to be here. Let's say the Green Bay Packers win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers this year. Oh, they lost Devontae Adams. Right, but is the narrative going to be, gosh, I have no idea how they pulled it off. No, because they have Aaron Rodgers. They have been considered to be a Super Bowl contender every single year for a long time, by my definition of Super Bowl contender, for a really, really, really long time regardless of the quality of the roster around them. Unless the roster was really bad, then it would be, wow, whew, Aaron Rodgers really carried them. I, I didn't think they could do it. Then as long as they have a reasonable roster, the Packers could win it. Not that they're going to win it, because winning a Super Bowl is hard. But if they did this year with Aaron Rodgers, nobody would question, well, gosh, I don't think they deserve to be here. Devontae Adams wasn't there. No, they're still a Super Bowl contender. They're still a team that if they won it this year, nobody would go, gosh, nobody thought they had a chance. Patrick Mahomes, same thing. Tom Brady was really good last year. Really good last year. And then I thought he was retired, but he's not. He's back. And as long as the Buccaneers have a average or better roster, now in this case, they have a better than roster, if they win a Super Bowl, nobody's going to be like, meh, you know. Tom Brady's last year in New England is a great example of this. Tom Brady's last year in New England, they did not have a great roster at all. But if they would have won the Super Bowl that year, it would not have been met with narrative incredulousness. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. What? Ghastly. How is that possible? No, because they had Tom Brady. That is what I mean by this. And a lot of people got really upset with me when I ranked the top four quarterbacks in the NFL, Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, Allen. They say, how could you put Brady above Allen? Brady was really, really good last year, ladies and gentlemen. He was really, really good. 
If you didn't have Aaron Rodgers as your MVP last year, it's because you had Tom Brady as your MVP last year. He was really good. And this brings us up the topic of rankings. And I wanted to bring this up while I was talking about this tier of quarterbacks. I don't like rankings as much as tierings. Not even close, in my opinion. Because rankings encourage you to get lost in the minutia as far as why you have Kyler Murray two spots above Kirk Cousins or so on and so forth. When in reality, it's really close between some of these quarterbacks. But we want to, we want to dig in to the nitty gritty. And I love digging into minutia, but only if it's helpful. And sometimes it's not really helpful. Sometimes you're trying to find things and you start digging and you start creating a narrative because you desperately want to defend your point. And then things start getting away from you. You start using statistics that you know aren't even relevant all over one spot on a ranking. When the quarterbacks are really close, I like tiering better. I just do. I think it allows you to focus on the things that the quarterbacks have in common rather than the ways in which they are different. And I think it facilitates better conversations. It facilitates conversations about the tiering structure itself and the way you look at the position, the way you evaluate and manage the quarterback position in the NFL. Whereas if you do a ranking and just straight one to do, I mean, great, it gets you clicks, and that's awesome. I'll bet you I get a ton more impressions of a quarterback ranking list on Twitter than I do a quarterback tiering list. But I don't think it moves the conversation forward as well. Now, I'm not opposed to rankings. I just like tierings better. So the first tier, average remainder of roster equals a Super Bowl contender. Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, Herbert, Allen, Burrow. Above average remainder of roster equals Super Bowl contender is the next tier. Stafford, Wilson, Jackson, Prescott, Cousins, Carr, Murray, Winston. I consider this tier the I'm not in a rush to upgrade tier. Because acquiring an above average roster with a good GM is absolutely possible and frequently occurs. So if you think, all I got to do to have a Super Bowl contender is have an above average roster. Not even like elite, not even stellar, just above average. The Los Angeles Rams have their entire team built around a few stars and they just kind of plug in role players and depth players on the rest of the roster. I don't think they have the most talented roster in the NFL. But Stafford was such an upgrade from Goff that they managed to do it. You jumped up a tier. I don't think the Rams should be in a hurry to upgrade from Matthew Stafford, and they're not. They signed into an extension. I'm keeping my eye on Russell Wilson for sure this year because I don't know if it was the thumb or not, but I'm keeping my eye on him because the last half of last year was not typical Russell Wilson. Lamar Jackson is here. Dak Prescott is here, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, and the one that might surprise you, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston was really good last year until he got hurt. And I know that that is a, probably a hot take. I said on an episode of Food for Thought with Nate Geary last Friday that I think you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Why? Because I think he's in this tier. 
I think he's in this tier. I could be left holding a gigantic L at the end of this year. Now, I don't know if necessarily the Saints have an above-average roster. I think they have an average roster. But I really feel like you might end this year thinking Jameis Winston is an above-average NFL quarterback. This is the tier that I think if I was a general manager, I would extend them. Because you might not be able to get a top-five quarterback, and that's okay. But you have to get a quarterback who's good enough. I would sign Matthew Stafford to extension. Russell Wilson, level player. Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, Jameis Winston. I mentioned on Twitter that I would take Kirk Cousins over Kyler Murray, although it's pretty close. And that got some weird looks. Kyler Murray did not play well at all when he didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, you might say, oh, Bruce. Kirk Cousins had Justin Jefferson. Yes, Kirk Cousins plays the entire field, but also I have a significant amount of sample size that Kirk Cousins can succeed with a wide variety of different receivers. We have the entire time he was with Washington too, where you can make an argument that relative to his peers, he was better when he was in Washington than he is when he's Minnesota and he came to Zimmer. You might see the best version of Kirk Cousins this year because he's got the offensive play caller, And he's probably got the best offensive line in front of him he's had since he was in Minnesota, which is not saying much. They've been a disaster overall on the offensive line. But Kyler Murray doesn't throw to the middle of the field. The offense is already built as best as possible around him and the restrictions that you have with a shorter quarterback. I mentioned this on the show not too long ago. We need to understand that you can still be a really good quarterback and be short, but you are going to be handicapped. There's going to be restrictions on you because of that height. And we didn't want to talk about it because we were like, well, Russell Wilson's really good. Yes, he's really good. And he doesn't throw the middle of the field very often. Same thing with Kyle Murray. Look at the heat maps. If you don't believe me. So I can do more things with a passing game that has Kirk Cousins, who's one of the best deep ball passers in football, than I can with Kyler Murray. So I would take Kirk Cousins over Kyler Murray. Now, the age thing is obviously a factor, right? Kyler Murray's much younger. If you tell me I'm starting a franchise with one quarterback and he's going to be my quarterback until he retires, I'd take Kyler Murray. But if you just ask me, who do I think is a better quarterback right now? It's Kirk Cousins. And I know I made some, some waves with that. And I like Kyler Murray. I like Jameis Winston. Clearly, I like him way more than multiple people do. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. 
Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The next tier, elite remainder of roster, means you have a Super Bowl contender. You can still have a Super Bowl team. You still have a team who can win the Super Bowl and avoid the label. Winning the Super Bowl and avoiding labels what makes you a Super Bowl contender. Avoiding the, oh my gosh, how do they do it? But it's got to be an elite roster to do it. Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, Jared Goff, Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Tua Tungavaloa. The years the Titans were considered to be Super Bowl contenders, they had really good remainder of rosters. Really good. If the Titans would have won the Super Bowl last year, they had a really good roster. Now, a lot of it got hurt. A lot of it got hurt. So that narrative might have been different at the end of the year than it was at the beginning of the year. But they were really banged up, just like the Ravens last year. They were really banged up. Mac Jones. If Mac Jones won a Super Bowl with the Patriots this year, the narrative would be, oh my gosh, I, I have no idea how they did it. Wow. Why? Because the Patriots don't have an elite remainder of roster. Therefore, they are not a Super Bowl contender in 2022. That doesn't mean they can't win it because anything can happen. But they're not a Super Bowl contender by my definition of Super Bowl contender. If they win it this year, the narrative will be, oh my gosh, what? Unless Mac Jones takes a massive step forward and ends up in a different quarterback tier than I currently have him in. Matt Ryan, you could make an argument, does have an elite remainder of roster. This might be the best team Matt Ryan's played for since the Shanahan Super Bowl Falcons. So, if the Colts were to win the Super Bowl this year, would they have the, it came out of left field narrative? No, I don't think so, because their roster's really, really good. Tua. If the Tua Tungavailoa led Miami Dolphins won the Super Bowl this year, and he doesn't take some sort of massive step forward, then the narrative is going to be, where do they come from? Because they don't have an elite remainder of roster. Jalen Hurts. I think the Eagles have a really good roster this year. I think they really do. I'm I'm high on the Eagles roster. I'm just not high on Jalen Hurts. I can see a Tyrod Taylor career arc where in Buffalo for a couple years, he was good enough. He's a perfectly reasonable quarterback, but no one's ever going to look at him after that and go, yes, that's my preferred starter. That's my guy. I'm going to build the entire thing around. And that's the way I look at Jalen Hurts. There is a final tier, a historic remainder of roster in order to be a Super Bowl contender. Geno Smith, the previously mentioned Marcus Mariota, and Daniel Jones. If the New York football giants won a Super Bowl this year, it'd be a miracle. But I'll tell you what, if they did win it, everyone would call it a miracle. Same thing with the Geno Smith-led Seahawks. I had to pick either Geno or Drew Locke for this. I picked Geno because I didn't want to end up with more than 32 quarterbacks. So I had to pick that. Then there is an unknown tier based on sample size. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Kenny Pickett, Deshaun Watson, and Davis Mills. 
Bruce, why is Deshaun Watson in here? I don't know when he's going to play. When he does play, he'll be out of football for a year and a half. He couldn't even practice football with an actual team for a year. I have no idea. I'm basically hitting the reset button on Deshaun Watson. Last I checked, he was a really good quarterback. But that was a long time ago. Playing for a different organization. I have no idea. I have to reestablish a baseline on how good of a player he is, assuming he plays this year. Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Lance, Mills, Pickett, sample size. Now, you might ask yourself, why on earth is Mac Jones not in this category? The reason is physical tools. I can't imagine Mac Jones being leaps and bounds better than he is right now. I can imagine him being a little bit better than he is now. Absolutely. But Mac Jones isn't going to suddenly develop a cannon arm or become fleet of foot. So because of that, I'm much more comfortable with his ceiling and I was already more comfortable with his floor. So if I'm more comfortable with his floor and I'm more comfortable with the ceiling, that means I'm more comfortable with his variance and I feel more confident in tiering him. That's the reason why he's in a tier and the other people aren't. So, quick recap. Top tier. Average remainder of roster, Super Bowl contender. Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, Allen, Herbert, Burrow. Next tier. Above average remainder of roster, Super Bowl contender. Stafford, Wilson, Jackson, Prescott, Cousins, Carr, Murray, Winston. Elite remainder of roster, Super Bowl contender. Tannehill, Ryan, Mac Jones, Goff, Hertz, Mayfield, Wentz, Tua. Historic remainder of roster, Super Bowl contender, Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota, Daniel Jones. Unknown, Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Lance, Pickett, Watson, Mills. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2022 Bruce exclusive quarterback tiers. I'm going to try and get out of here before I melt. And if I do and I, I don't make it out, You don't get a podcast from me next week because I melted in my studio. Well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm Bruce Nolan, Buffalo Rumblings. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.